As we try to cope with this pandemic, with its seemingly never-ending uncertainty, are our brains hitting their natural limit of their surge capacity? It's episode 397 of the Dan York Report, and in my last episode 396, I talked about the pandemic productivity plunge that many of us were feeling. And I, it was me, certainly, but also many others I'd talked to, where I said, we're just kind of in a ongoing chronic fatigue where we try to do all sorts of things that we used to do all the time and we're finding that we're not doing them at the level that we were before that we feel like maybe we're walking through you know a heavy sand or quicksand or, or molasses or something that it just kind of you know it's hard to go and get things done like we could before well I didn't have any great answers then. I, I still don't, but a few more thoughts. But one thing I wanted to share was a resource that I found very helpful to me in terms of thinking about how to frame thinking about this or a perspective or pieces like this. It's an article found on Medium uh, called Your Surge Capacity is Depleted. It's Why You Feel Awful. Here's how to pull yourself out of despair and live your life. It's by science journalist Tara Haley. And I will encourage you to read the article. I'll have a link in the show notes here on soundcloud.com slash danyork. And I would encourage you to read it because I think it's a helpful way. Well, I found it a helpful way to think about things. It resonated with me. She begins the article by talking about how in the beginning part of the pandemic, she was going, you know, things were going along great. You know, as as she says, it was the end of the world, but I felt fine. She was going on, doing things, writing many articles. She's a science journalist. This is a perfect time for her in doing this. She was doing all that kind of stuff. But then she found over time that she crashed and crashed hard. And in talking, she talked to a number of experts to develop this. And one of them, a, a Dr. Ann Mastin, who's a psychologist and professor of child development at the University of Minnesota, provided a suggestion around thinking that our brain has a natural surge capacity. It's and, and as she says here, I'll read this part. It says, the surge capacity is a collection of adaptive systems, mental and physical, that humans draw on for short-term survival in acutely stressful situations such as natural disasters. For me, I think about it as crisis mode. You know, you go into that operation. I used to be a volunteer firefighter many years ago, and I can remember that when the alarm went off and you you know, got out there, ran out, ran to the scene, you went, entered into a different state. Some of it was hyped by adrenaline, but it was just, you entered into a different state that you had a mission, your goal. It was there to fight the fire, to knock that down, to get it done. You were in crisis mode. That was how you were. And then, and then it was done. The fire was out, whatever else things were over. And you could go back out of that crisis mode into your kind of normal mode where then you could recharge so that by the time the next alarm went off, you know, you would be recharged again to be able to go back into that crisis mode and be able to go and do that and, and, and do it again. And you could do amazing things in that mode. I remember there were times, even now, <laughs> decades later, I can remember that there were times I came back later and I realized I was exhausted because of the things that we'd been doing. You know, we'd done amazing things, rescuing people, doing other different kinds of stuff. And, and that was just part of it. We've, other people have seen this too when you know, we've had natural disasters all around, whether they're hurricanes or 
or tornadoes or blizzards or, or whatever they may be, there's been things like that. The challenge that Haley outlines in this article, as well as Mastin does as well, is that we've been living in that crisis mode for so long. We've been pulling on those reserves of, of surge capacity for such a long time. And it's not just that we've had to deal with the pandemic and the anxiety around all that. It's, it's everything else, right? The financial ramifications of, of many people, uh, you know, they've lost their jobs or spouses have lost jobs or, or other things have happened that may, they may have lost their homes. They may have lost so many different pieces of this that together, all of this is keeping people always in this crisis mode. They're always, you know, diminishing their surge capacity. They're working with this. In the article, she says, you know, when it's when it's depleted, it has to be renewed. But what happens when the emergency phase, the crisis mode, as I call it, becomes chronic? You know, what what happens? How do you go and do this? Haley goes on to write about how she figured out that, uh, you know, or talking to other people, realized that many people had what she called an anxiety-tainted depression mixed with an annuity that she couldn't kick. You know, and, and the key quote I thought here was, how do you adjust to an ever-changing situation where the new normal is indefinite uncertainty? And that's the critical part, right? We don't get that chance to exit crisis mode. We're in it. It's there. We have new news reports and everything else. Now, add to that, of course, here in the United States, we have an impending election, which is bitterly dividing the country and causing all sorts of divisiveness and all sorts of things in the media and everything else. We have racial uh, you know, injustice and, and protests and, and all sorts of things going on all around the space above and beyond this pandemic that we just don't see anything about. You know, she writes, Haley writes in the article about this is an unprecedented disaster. You know, it's, it's, it's something that we just, we haven't lived in this state where we're in this kind of crisis mode on an always, on a constant basis. We are diminishing that surge capacity, the ability to surge and to go out there and to do something like that. We are not having any chance to go and renew it. Haley also talked to a couple of other people. One was a Dr. Pauline Boss, who's a family therapist, and who talked about one of the other challenges here is what she called ambiguous loss, which is this, uh, as I took it and read it from here, it's that sense of when you lose something, but it's not, it's not really gone or it's not there. It's not like she, she references people as an example, for instance, people who might be uh, soldiers or others who might be killed missing in action. They're, they're not dead. Well, maybe they're dead. We don't know. And we don't know when we will know whether they will be, uh, whether they'll be back or not. And so you, you're living in this situation where it's, it's unclear for pretty much all of us. This situation with the pandemic is very unclear. We don't know when it ends. It's not like my firefighting where, you know, when the fire was out, you were done. We don't know. We, we hope, we're pinning our hopes perhaps, that some vaccine will come along and be able to provide us with something, you know, some, some hope, some sense that it will be there. But in the meantime, we're struggling to try to understand what's there. And this, this sense of ambiguous loss, this sense that it's, we can't resolve it. 
And in this article, um, this Dr. Boss mentions, she said, and I, and I quote this here, it's harder for high achievers, the more accustomed you are to solving problems, to getting things done, to having a routine, the harder it will be on you because none of that's possible right now. You know, there, there aren't, you can't solve this. None of us can solve the COVID-19 pandemic, you know, okay, unless we're in the working on vaccines or something like that, but in our own individual lives, outside of those people directly involved in that kind of response, we can't fix this. We can't solve this. And so it leads to that sense that there is a sense of hopelessness or helplessness or whatever else. It's, it's a loss of a, of a way of life, this person, uh, as Dr. Boss mentioned. You know, you can't meet with people. You can't do things. We're, we're grieving in a certain way, which was part of this as well, talking about, you know, we have to acknowledge grief in this and to work through that in some different ways. Haley also talked to a doctor, uh, Michael Mattis, who uh, is a professor at uh, the University of Minnesota, who talked about needing to have a what he called a resilience bank account. You know, something that you have that that is uh, you know inside yourself that allows you to be resilient. It's again a, a similar theme that how do you renew and recover that surge capacity? How do you enable yourself to go and work with it? Now. You know, Haley did not offer anything, you know, there's no magic, what we call silver bullets here in the U.S. There's no nothing magic that would help us through this, but she does provide some things, some of which I, a few of which I talked a bit, little bit about in the last episode. But one is, of course, accepting that things are different, not not giving up, but just accepting that things are tough and you're, it's not something you can be fighting back or pining for a different way. It just, it is what it is in the sense of where we are at today. It's terrible. We just have to accept that that is, as, uh, as, as was said in here, that's the baseline. We have to go from that. The big one, I think, for many of us is expecting less from yourself. How do you lower your own expectations? Not necessarily you know, diminishing what you're going to do, but accepting that you can't operate at the, at the same level that you were before all of this. I know for me, that's been hard. I used to be doing, you know, at one point, daily podcast episodes, multiple blog posts, you know, working on different projects, doing all these different things, because that was part of what I did. And now it's just been a struggle to get some of that out in some way. Haley writes, uh, quoting this Dr. Mastin, the, the malaise, so many of us feel a sort of disinterested boredom is common in research on burnout. No one can function at full capacity with everything else going on, with all of the stuff going on there. Haley writes a bit about recognizing the different aspects of grief and to realize that we are grieving. You know, the bargaining that we have is that we hope that there'll be a vaccine. We hope we can see a path out of this, but but it's, it's challenging. How do we go and find this? She also mentions, you know, looking for activities new and old that continue to fulfill you in some way. How do you work with this? How do you, how do you find things that are new? She mentions, of course, that this is super hard because so many of the things that we might do for so-called, you know, self-care is, uh, are not possible. We can't go to a coffee shop and sit with friends I can't go out for a beer, you know, at a microbrewery and, and talk to some friends there. I can't necessarily, well, I should back up. I could. I'm not willing to take that level of risk. 
So for me, I can't. I, I can't go out with dinner. I, I haven't met extended family or my, I haven't even met my parents for over six months right now. You know, we can't go and see people. We can't go and do those kind of things. You know, so we have to figure out how do we do something differently? You know, for me, it's been several aspects. One is my wife and I have been doing four mile walks at this local Shelburne Farms in Vermont, which is beautiful trails that get you out into nature, walking down along by the shores of Lake Champlain. It's just there. It's free. It's available. We've been trying to get out and do some of those things like that, whether it's bike rides or the occasional kayak or something, just getting out and doing those things. For me also, I've dived into some a couple of new things. Live streaming on Twitch has been something I've picked up since the beginning of all of this. And most days or evenings, I'm on Twitch streaming out doing Wikipedia editing of all things, which was something else that I dived into. I've been a Wikipedia editor since 2004, but probably in those 15 years, I've made like 150 edits. I've made, a, I've made over 850 since the beginning of the pandemic. <laughs> Just been on there editing, learning, doing those kind of things, trying to find some sort of way to get myself thinking, doing something different. Uh, Dr. Mattis suggests, he says in this article, there are two ways the brain deals with the world, the future and things we need to go after and the here and now seeing things and touching things rather than being at the mercy of what's going on. We can use the elements of our natural reward system and construct things to do that are good, no matter what, no matter what happens. And he suggests, you know, those are some of the, the pieces there. Tara Haley goes on to talk about how it's important, um, to, uh, to look at what we can do and to focus, again, on maintaining and strengthening relationships. Again, challenging to do in this space, although she mentions the critical role of helping other people. There's a win-win there in terms of going out and helping people, being of service to people, doing that. This is an area I've been struggling a little bit with. I'm, I'm part of a local Rotary Club, and, and we've been doing some stuff here in this part of Vermont where I live to help with food scarcity and and helping provide meals or, or do other different helping, well, helping organizations who are doing that, providing additional people power and parts to do that. We've been working on some other different things, but it's challenging, of course, in the space of how do you provide help in a space when you also have to be careful because of all of what's going on around that. And she ends with talking about, uh, again, coming back to this idea of building up your resilience bank account renewing, refreshing your surge capacity, really, in some kind of way to go and do that. Dr. Mattis suggested that uh, you know people focus on sleep, nutrition, exercise, meditation, self-compassion, gratitude, connection, and, and saying no. All of these things are part of this. She goes on, of course, to end on a, on a funny note, of course, that it took her, after talking about all this, it took her a couple of weeks to start the article, another week to finish it, even though she wanted to write it. I so, that so resonates with me because of the fact that I have that. I have a long queue of podcast episodes. I have a long queue of articles to write and just sometimes getting there to start that can be such a challenge right now. I don't know, you know, what exactly, um, where exactly go with all of that other than to say that it was just a good, to me, this article was was a useful way to think about this perspective, to think about what are those things, what is it? You know, sometimes the first part of understanding a problem is to name it, to think about it. And to me, this whole surge capacity concept really resonated, you know, as I've said here. So I'd encourage you to go read it. I want to thank uh, Tara Haley for writing this, for doing the research, for talking about this. 
and, and doing it, I think it's important and helpful. For me, I'm, I'm looking at how are those ways that I can renew myself in some certain ways and, and new and find new activities or things that, uh, that help continue to fulfill me and, and provide that level of renewal and recharge before we need that next round of surge capacity. What do you, uh, what do you think? Does this resonate with you? Do you find it a useful way to think about it? How are you coping? What are you doing that's new or different? Or how are you finding ways to recharge your, your surge capacity, to build up your resilience bank account, as it is, says here? What are you doing? Love to hear your answers. You could leave them here on soundcloud.com slash York as a comment to the episode where this is posted or anywhere where you find this on social media, wherever that may be. So uh, best wishes out there. I hope uh, you continue to find your own ways to, to move through this and to survive and thrive as we go through this all collectively in this grand experiment that we're in to try to work with this and figure out a way to go forward and, and live our lives in different ways. Thanks again for listening. You can find more of my audio and writing at danyork.me and you can follow me as Dan York on many of the social networks out there. Thanks again and bye for now.